Today we have the final part of Mark's Gospel in which he tells us about pretty much a normal day in Jesus' life, which is packed full of a lot of stuff. But the main thing it's packed full of is healing. Healing those who are possessed by demons, physical healings, healings on the spiritual level, healings on the psychological level, healings on the emotional level. Jesus is the healer. In fact, that's his first name he gets in the early church is Soter in Greek, which means healer. He is the divine physician. And what should happen inside of you at this point, maybe, uh, if you've ever experienced somebody that you've loved dearly and prayed for and they weren't healed, or maybe inside of yourself you have things that haven't been healed and you've been asking Jesus to heal those things for a long time. What should come up inside of you when I start talking about Jesus the healer is why doesn't he heal what I want him to heal? Why doesn't he heal my grandfather who's dying? Why doesn't he heal my brother who has depression? Why doesn't he heal all these different things in our lives? And then on top of that, why doesn't he heal me? Why doesn't he heal everything inside of me? Those are serious questions. And they should be answered. Now I... I can't give you the exact answer. I mean, the deepest answer to this question lies hidden in the will of God. But here's a consideration. I think the reason that God doesn't heal everything in us is because then we wouldn't need Him anymore. Now, that, you might sit back and you say, that's a really selfish God. So you're telling me He's going to let me suffer with whatever ailment so that I desire Him. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that. You're gonna, so you're going to tell me that my grandfather, my grandmother, whoever is suffering from a disease, and they may die from that, and He won't heal them because it might be for their good and their relationship with Him. Yes. Yes. That's a real possibility. Because we have to remember the most important thing in this life is not this life. It's the next. It's the next. And here's a consideration also for you. In the Gospels, Jesus doesn't heal everyone. He picks out certain people to heal. Why is that? I mean, when he goes to the pool, right? You remember that the, there's all these people sitting around the pool. I think it's the pool of Bethsaida. And there's all these sick people. And Jesus picks out one of them and heals that guy who was sick for 27 years. And everybody's like, oh man, that's awesome. Jesus healed the guy that was 27 years. He'd been sick and he had almost lost hope. And No. I didn't say that when I read that gospel. I say, why didn't he heal everybody else? Why didn't he heal everybody else? Because, you guys, the most important healings are not physical healings. The most important healings are spiritual healings. And a spiritual healing can happen if just one person is healed. It can affect a whole ton of people. But the reason Jesus heals certain people is because He wants us to see that He is the only one that's capable of doing it. And that we should come to Him. Christ will heal you. He will. He will heal things inside of you. He's healed all types of things inside of me. But He's left a lot. I mean, i still got a lot of issues, a lot of baggage. I'm a mess. So are all of us. He only heals the things that we need healed that keep us close to Him. And he doesn't do it for his sake. He does it for our sake. If he healed everything inside of you, would you need him anymore? No. And then you're in a really dangerous place. But if he allows certain things to continue inside of us, to continue inside of our loved ones, 
They keep us close to Him. Think about it. When is, is it that most people turn to God? It's when they're suffering. You remember 9-11? There was a huge surge in mass attendance. When the terrorists attacked New York City. Because there was nothing we could do but turn to God and say, you have to take over. There's a beauty in that. There's a real beauty in that. And here's something I think we also fail to think about. When we ask for healings, when we ask for miracles, we want them on our terms. We want them done our way. And that never happens in the gospel. Ever. Jesus does some of the weirdest things to people, and people say, yes, I will follow you. Yes, you, uh, whatever you say, Jesus, I will do. Do we have the courage to do that to be healed? Think about the blind guy. It's probably the craziest miracle Jesus does. Right? The blind guy's like, I want to see. Jesus spits in dirt and then takes his saliva and makes a mud out of it and puts it on the guy's eyes. Now, I don't know about you, but if that were me, I'd be like, what, what are you doing? You sp you're putting your spit on my face? But the blind guy doesn't do that. He lets him do it. Because he knows that Jesus has the power to heal and he'll do it in his way. My friends, he might not grant a physical healing in this life, but that doesn't matter. What matters is, is your soul right with Him? Is your soul right with Him? And when some people get diseases, or some people struggle, or some people, they have temptations, or sufferings, or whatever it is in this life, you have two choices. You either say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you know what you're about, and you're leading me to you. You're leading me to heaven through this some way. Or you get mad, and you say, the hell with God. I don't need Him. If this is the way he treats his loved ones, forget about it. But here's the thing. That's how he treated his son. That's how he treated his son. And his son taught us that there is going to be suffering in this life. There's going to be suffering in this life. So let Jesus heal the way he wants to. You know, I was thinking about this on the way over here. I got thinking, you know when you go to the doctor? We trust doctors, don't we? I mean, for the most part, if a doctor tells you you have something, you say, oh, okay. <coughs> what if they're lying? I know we sit back and say, come on, Father, they're not going to be. What if they are? I mean, everybody says to Jesus, no, I, I want you to heal me in this way. Think if you went to the doctor and the doctor said, oh, you have a, you have a serious case, this case of strep throat. And you say, no, 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 I don't. It's the flu. We'd be like, well, you're an idiot, okay? Here's what you need to do. You need to take this antibiotic. Well, I'm not going to take it. I don't think that's the way I should be healed from this ailment. I'm going to go run five miles. Right? I mean, nobody says that with a doctor. So why do we do it with the divine healer? Why do we, we put conditions on his healing? My friends, I want to give you a couple examples from the gospel. Okay? Because there's another mistake we make, I think. Remember I say it's I always project onto you what I'm thinking. So what I think you must be thinking, right? It's three examples from the gospel. There's three different people that were healed. The first one is Zacchaeus. Because I want to pick three different ones. They were healed in different ways. Zacchaeus is the first one. Zacche you remember Zacchaeus? He's a little short guy. He's about the height of my brother, right? And, and he climbs up in the tree and he says, he's looked, trying to see Jesus. Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to stay at your house today. Zacchaeus comes down, right? Looks like a fool up in the tree. Brings him to his house. Has a huge feast. And he says, you know what, Jesus, I've had it. I'm done being a tax collector. I'm done ripping people off. I'm done stealing money. I'm giving away half of my possessions. And anybody that I have extorted or hurt, I will pay back fourfold. And Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house. 
Zacchaeus was healed, you guys. And for myself, when I read that, I was like, that is awesome. Zacchaeus is the man. He's totally a saint now. No, he's not. Zacchaeus was healed from one thing. We would be naive to think that Zacchaeus never desired or had that greed for the love of money ever again. That he never suffered. That he never had temptation. Of course he did. Of course he did. But he was healed. But just on one level. And why just on one level? Because Christ healed him on that level and then Zacchaeus knew for the rest of his life, that's where I need to go. That's who can heal me. Second one, Mary Magdalene. A prostitute, right? A prostitute. Considered the scum of the earth in ancient Israel. Even in the modern day. And Jesus comes to her after she's just about to be stoned. He says, you cast no sin, cast the first stone. They all walk away. He says, has nobody condemned you? And she says, no one, sir. He says, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Be at peace. Now we would be naive to think that Mary Magdalene never had another lustful thought in her entire life. Of course she did. Of course she did. That she never suffered. That she never went under, underwent temptation. Of course she did. But she was healed on one level. One level only. And from that moment on, she sought the healer, who is Christ himself. Finally, the blind man. The blind man is actually somebody who is physically healed. Physically healed. And here we have this real physical healing. But again, we would be naive to think that the blind man, once he could see, was sin free. Was temptation free? Was suffering free? He wasn't. He just knew where to go. He knew where to go. My friends, the list goes on and on. We can, be, can we be healed? Absolutely. Totally? Probably not. Not until we get to heaven. But never to forget in your mind that this is not the most important life. And this life is all a preparation for the next. And the suffering and the temptation and the physical ailments that we endure in this life are meant to make us more deeply dependent upon the Father so that, yes, we enter the heavenly kingdom. We all come to Christ, who is our Savior and our healer. Are some physically healed? Yes. Are some not? Yes. For God's purposes and God's ways, I don't know. The point is, you got to come to Him in your deepest, darkest moments, in your suffering, in your pain. Come to Him as the source of God's power and have confidence and expect from Him a healing. But don't put conditions on it. Don't look for the healing that might just be physical because that might not be the one He wants to give you. He might want to give you the spiritual one and the physical one, your body will deteriorate and you will die. But your soul doesn't die. Your soul lives forever. And so Christ, more than anything, is, 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 is focused not on healing what you desire, but what He knows will make you fit for heaven. Don't put conditions on Him. Come to Him and expect healing, but let Him heal the way that He knows how to heal. For it is the best way. It is the way that will lead to heaven.